Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day everyone and welcome to All Talk with Jason Mike. Great to have your company wherever you're joining us. And I tell you what, we greatly appreciate you taking the time to listen to our advice. And I tell you what, Mike Minogue, the the questions and the 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 desperation of people to get our advice, it's been absolutely boring in, mate. It has, yeah. It's um, it's pouring in and it's coming in through all avenues. It's not just over the Insta at All Talk with Jason Mike. It's actually coming in over the email. Yeah. All talk with Jason Mike at gmail.com, which we were bagging and saying, look, if these if we don't start getting some questions in through this, we're going to delete the account. You know, much like uh, Maggie Tillerson. Yes. Um, so yeah, no, it's been it's a real sign that there's a, a groundswell of popularity for the kind of advice that we're offering to our, our listeners, New Zealanders, and people from all around the world. Absolutely, mate. It's a uh, slow rise, and a few people actually going so far as to ask for our qualifications, mm. re-giving out advice. Um, mm. You know, and I think it's fair to, to let the audience know that we're old school. Yeah. You know, we've got no we've got no letters by our name. We didn't go to universities. We we learnt in the school of life. I um, went to a polytech for a couple of oh, months. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. What were you doing there? Getting on the piss. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I went to univers- a university for about a year. Yeah. Yeah. What did you do there? I just got on the piss. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we don't have qualifications per se, but we do have life experience. And I believe, Mike, that's far more relevant to the to the listeners out there than, you know, going and studying some psychology or psychiatry course. And yeah, a hell of a lot cheaper. Well, that's true. Uh, but there might be more value uh, in giving advice if you've got some kind of degree. But neither of us know because neither of us have got one. Yeah, exactly. You know, and let's be honest. I mean, I've, I, I don't know about you, but I've had some great advice given to me in various bars that I was at at university. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could never remember the advice the next day. No. And it was interesting that the people that give you advice, they give you the advice, but they would never take the advice themselves. So yes. it made you wonder about the value of the advice. Oh, look, I'm one of those people, I'll be really honest with you, I'm great at giving advice, mm. uh, but I wouldn't take my own advice. No, no. Um, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I'm certainly good at hearing other people and solving their problems, yes. just not at solving my own. Yeah, that's right. This is what you need to do, mate. Come on. Just, you, you know. You get, get it together for yeah, Christ's just sake. Div- just divorce her, sell the house, and, yeah, you know, buy on. a yacht, sail around the world. Why it, don't you do it? Yeah, and exactly. Why don't you do that? Oh, fuck, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that. no way, no, mate. I've you killed me. Around here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, we asked for people's questions about the Black Clash. Uh, there were none. So, uh, this Black Clash special will be special in the sense that we won't be talking about the black clash yeah um which i think is fair enough i mean we we can't ask uh answer questions about the black clash mike if we haven't been given questions about the black clash no no i mean i thought you know we'd get asked questions like hey what was it like being flown around in a helicopter on a sightseeing tour uh piloted by richie mccaw yeah that question never came in oh so there were there weren't any questions about richie either no nothing i, I find that very surprising yeah, and maybe, you know, the public um, support, the public opinion is turning against Richie somewhat. Well, you know, this was really interesting because we had the pleasure of meeting the great man himself. And of course, Richie McCaw. Richie McCaw. And as you know, um, he's got a huge reputation. Everyone, when they talk about Richie McCaw, go, God, what a great guy. Yeah. But we weren't that convinced initially, were we? Well, no. It's funny, you know, the rumour mill. Yes. You know, um, I had heard um, that he was something of a dullard. Right. Um, that he was a bit of a cardboard cutout of a human being with no real personality. Okay. Um, uh, that he was a bore. Right. Jeez, you know, okay. all, all this sort of stuff. Good, and, oh, boy. And uh, I thought, oh, yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, that'd be right. And then we met him, didn't we, Jace? Well, we did. And what a human being he was. Charming. Funny. Funny. Great looking. Big smile on his face the whole time. Still cut out of granite. Oh, mate. I wouldn't be surprised at all, and I think you'll agree with me on this. He was so well cut, he could put that seven jersey on again and just fill in no problems at all. Without a doubt. I mean, and he's a very good looking man too. He is. Can I add to the list that we've just added about how great he is? Humble. 
Oh, he was humble. Very, very humble. Yeah, yeah. Like we were asking him about his pilot's license and he was sort of like, ah, no, I haven't even got one. Yeah. They they just gave it to me because yeah. I'm Richie McCaw. Yeah, that's which right. Which is what I was, I was like, concerned about, you know, before yeah. before the flight. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't want you to be that humble. I yeah. want you to get your pilot's license. Yeah. But, but then you're, you're in a situation where you don't want to go, oh, Richie, I don't feel safe. Yeah. And I'm just going to stay on the ground. You don't want to be that guy, do no, you? No, no. So yeah. I'd, I'd sort of, I'd rather die. Yes. Then offend him. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I'm in the same boat as you on that front, and yeah. you know, and I, I have to admit that I was pretty alarmed that when the helicopter took off, you um, found a rotor sitting next to you mm. on the uh, by where you were sitting on the helicopter, and you said to Richie, "Richie, is is this part of the helicopter, mate?" And he sort of turned around. He sold it beautifully, didn't he? Did. He? he was like, "Yeah, it is actually. That's the back rotor. Was that in the back seat? Is it? Yeah. Ah." Uh, I'm not sure that should be there, and um, that was a concern. Yeah, well, I, I'll be honest with you. I shat my pants nearly when when mm. he did that. Because I thought I could was, smell something. Because he, because he was so convincing in the way that he played that. He was. Um, but, look, absolute legend of a human mm. being, uh, wonderful guy, funny, humble. Um, hey, and look, if you see Richie in the street, don't be shy. Go up to him, ask for a selfie, you know, if he wants to chat about me and Jace, you know. Look. You could never be a burden on that guy's time. Mm. You know, just invite him out for a drink, all that sort of stuff. He'd love to spend some time with everyday New Zealanders, I'm sure. How did you feel about the um, the helicopter ride itself? Because you're looking a bit green as we got on board. Look, I'll be honest with you, mate. Um, I I have never been a good flyer. Mm. Uh, quite genuinely, I, I was terrified of flying it. And I had a... I had a very good mate, a guy by the name of Alan Bro. I don't know if you know Alan Bro. He was a comedian in yeah. New Zealand for a long time. He works over in Australia now, lovely guy. And he said to me, Jason, I was the same. I hated flying, and I was in a state of where I would literally have panic attacks all the time mm. while I was in the air, and I was exactly like that myself. And then he said to me, you know what, Jace, one day I just, I just decided I can't be fucked with this. I'm just going to enjoy flying from now on. And right. he said, ever since then, he's been fine. And, and I decided the to The power of the mind. The power of the mind, mate. And I just decided one day um, that that's it. I'm, I've had enough. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not going to freak out anymore about um, flying. I'm just going to enjoy the flight. And I've been way better since then. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I mean, I'm taking a lot of medication when I, before I go on the flight. Sure. A lot of sedatives, um, tramadols, yeah, all sorts of Yeah, the dribble was just pouring out of yeah, you. I mean, I don't yeah. think you saw any of the flight. No, I didn't. No. Um, and you were sort of in, the, in the helicopter. I'm sorry for grabbing your leg the... all the time. Uh, that would have, I know that that was disconcerting. That was, that was the best part. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. no, I like that. Okay. Um, you know, I was the same with flying. You know, when you're younger and, you, and you've got no fear of dying because you don't think you're going to die, you don't. Ha- I never had any fear of flying at all. But as you get older and you go, oh, Actually, I quite like my life. I don't yeah. want to die. Right. Then I was finding my anxiety would go up. And so then the way that I got around that eventually was asking myself, what is the worst case scenario? Yes. And the worst case scenario is that you're going to crash and die. Yes. And it's like, well, if that's as bad as it's going to get, I can, I can live with that. Because we're all going to die at some time, aren't we? And that's, you know, it's quite a good way to go. How many people get to die in a plane crash? Well, you know, and this is the interesting thing, too. Um, I, I'm i the opposite of that. Right. Um, in the sense that when I was young, I, I was constantly terrified I was going to die. Um, and now as I've got older, I care less and less. Yeah, you're hoping I, for you it. Know, you know, you know I, I'm like, I'm not concerned at all about the prospect of dying. No, praying I, for I, it. I, I just go, you know, if the plane goes down, I can guarantee you I will not be one of the hysterics. No, I will I, be as calm as you like. I'll probably have a little sip of water, <laughs> chuck a nicorette in there and chew away and just brace. Yeah, well, I remember you were on that, uh, that flight to Christchurch and you looked out the window and the engine was smoking. There was smoke pouring out of one of the engines. Yeah. And you were going to mention it, you know, um, to one of the air stewardesses or stewards or hosts or hostesses. Um, and you thought, no, I'll just let it be. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, what can I do about yeah, it? Yeah, what will be will be. Yes. And what can, what can they do about it, really? Yeah. It's too late. Um, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... it's <sighs> but, no, to be, to be fair, um, with regards to the helicopter flight, I loved it, mate. Wasn't it? I mean, well, it's spectacular up there, isn't it? I mean, you get into some really weird, odd angles in a helicopter. I yeah. found some of those a bit disconcerting. Yeah, I didn't like that. Because I, I, I was fine. I, you know, I wasn't bothered about the flying at all. And where you sort of... It's almost like you're being picked up by the, the scruff of your shirt and you're just being, you know, lifted and... It's a very weird thing. You can, Held over you can, a cliff. Yeah, well, you can feel... That you're being, you know, lifted from above you, which sounds 
I'd never thought about it before. It was my first time in a helicopter, Jay. So I think you've been in one before. So yeah, I was I was kind of enjoying that, but it didn't feel. You don't feel the propulsion that you feel in a plane, so it no. didn't feel great. But as long as we stayed level, I was I was really enjoying it. And then he took us over Hagley Oval and he started banking. Yeah, that. And then he goes. We started talking about something else, and he goes, oh, it's that thing over there, and he banked heavily so that we could see it, and they, I got a bit quiet. Yes, you did. You went a bit time. green there, yeah, and yeah, I, I noticed so, that. Yeah, I sort of shut I, up for a bit. The thing that I found most disconcerting, because you're right next to the door, mm. um, and it's all glass, Yeah, and I just kept, you know, particularly when you're talking about him banking, mm. you know, I'd be leaning on the door, mm. and I just had visions of the door just popping open, yeah. and me just, yeah. Down splattering on Hagley Oval, yeah. you know what I mean? Again, not a bad way to go. No, well, Because how know. many fatalities have there been on Hagley Oval? You probably get a stand named after you, at least a chair. Yeah, the Jason Hoyt stand. Or a cubicle in the toilet. Yeah, oh, whatever it is, I'd yeah. take it, mate. But no, um, it was a thoroughly enjoyable experience, and uh, many thanks to the Christchurch Tourism and, and Council for totally. organising that and for what, us. And what an honour overall, uh, commentating the game itself. It was, yeah. a, it was, as you said, it was a picture there, full house, a lot of people watching at home, some great former athletes um, or some former great athletes yes. out on the field. Yeah, mate, I had a, uh, I had a bloody good time. And a uh, huge audience on the television, mate. Huge, over a million. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just speaks to what shit there is on TV, doesn't it? Well, it does, and I, and you know, I, I would note and let the audience know that throughout the day that you were constantly filling me in with regards to audience numbers, yeah, um, letting me know just how many, and particularly given that uh, our mates across the ditch there were and you, Fox Sports, Fox Sports, you were saying that's another twenty-eight mil that'll mm-hmm. be uh, tuning in, you know, and, and this is a little bit of advice if you're going with the broadcasting, you just got to put that out of your mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, you just got to pretend that you're talking to one person. That's right. Um, who you know hates I mean? your guts? Who hates your guts? And if you start thinking about, oh my God, thirty-four million people are tuning into this shit, uh, you're in a world of trouble. Yeah, that's right. No, I think. Uh, Oh, I mean, I think we only disgraced ourselves a couple of times, which is better than usual. Yeah, that's the dilemma, uh, because it's a very different audience, let's be honest mm. about that, and, and you're constantly in a battle with fighting what's in your head mm. and what you want to say to yeah. what you can actually say. That's right. Uh, and I was constantly, I know that you were very much in that, but I could see the torment in your face. Well, that's why the pauses were so long, because yes. you're sort of going, the first thing that pops in your head, well, I can't say that. Yeah, I have can't, to... Oh, no, I can't say that. I have well, to rephrase this. Not that one. Yeah. And then in the end, we just go to a break. Um, and there were a couple of things, like there were times where I couldn't hear when people were talking in my ears. So I'd start a really fascinating story, and then you'd cut me off, and uh, we'd go straight to an air break. So yeah. there was a couple of technical issues. Um, and, the, and there was a bit of drama, too, about my whole tranny conversation, uh, me taking my tranny to the cricket. And I, I don't, I can't see where that came from, to be no. honest. I mean, I'd... I used to take my transistor radio to the cricket. So what? What's That's the drama right. there? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Um, know. But anyway, hey, listen, let's crack into uh, uh, the podcast proper, mate. And I believe that we've had a bit of an update with the guy who didn't want to let his girlfriend drive their new car. That's right. You uh, you'll remember a few weeks ago we had a uh, we had a bit of email there um, from a gentleman who was buying a new car with his partner uh, and she wanted to be the primary driver on the insurance which would mean you would think that she would then be the one that got to drive the new vehicle and he would be relegated to driving the old shit box yes and he was asking us for advice on on ways that um you know we could sort of get her to sort of towards the old shitbox rather than the other way around. And we had some good ideas there, like um, uh, moving the seat back as far as it would possibly go and bolting it. So, yeah, yeah. Ex- you know, we assumed that she'd be shorter, yes. uh, which was probably sexist on your behalf, um, and just bolting it there. And anyway, he got back to us and he said none of that stuff worked, but um, he came up with a pretty decent solution in the end. Now when we go out to the car, I make sure I get there first and I head straight for the passenger door. I hold it open and in a fake English accent announce... Your chariot awakes, my lady. <laughs> this makes her giggle and she immediately takes a seat, allowing me to close the door for her and do a fake bow before heading around to the driver's side, my natural habitat. Why didn't you guys advise me to do this? Love and kisses. And that's from Jordan again over the instant. Look, all I can do in this situation, Mike, is commend Jordan mm. on his magnificent innovation there mm-hmm. uh, because 
because it's a double whammy, isn't it? It is. Uh, not only is he getting to drive the car, but he's coming across as a gentleman and as a scholar and chivalrous. A, a, a chivalrous and there's a bit of romance there. Yeah, isn't there, there is. That's Your right. Your chariot awaits, my lady. That's right. That's and, you right. Know, and 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 I I have nothing but admiration for Jordan for that. Yeah, um, that's right. I think that's very clever. It is very cle- clever. And what's funny about it is, you know, there's a couple of things that work there. It's sexist. You know, oh, that's, yes. that's probably why we didn't advise them to go down this track is because if you're opening it, you know, women don't like to have doors open for them anymore. Mm. You know, they want you to walk through a door first and close it behind you as quickly as possible so that they can open it themselves. So, you know, it's a bit sexist. But, yeah, in this example, she likes it. Yes. So, she, you know, women well, don't want to be treated any differently unless it means you opening a door for them saying, your chariot awaits, my lady. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Allowing them to get in, closing the door behind them, and then, you know. I, so, you know, and also paying for their dinner and buying them gifts and stuff. So other yes. than that, they want to be treated exactly the same. Yes. Well, uh, When I, was the last time, Jace, that a woman opened your car door for you? Uh, I don't think that's ever happened, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, what, what I like about what's so very clever about it if, for example, Jordan just went around to the passenger side door and opened the door and didn't say anything, mm. um, and you know the insinuation being get in the car, <laughs> I'm going to be the driver. Uh, but but it, where he's been very clever is your chariot awaits, my lady. Yes, you know, and and that is just a touch of genius as far as I'm concerned. Well, I, you know, I it's interesting because you know a lot of women would actually take issue with that. Mm. I remember standing up once when I was on the bus and, and it was absolutely jam-packed with um, people and there were no seats to be had and, and a woman came on the bus and I and this is absolutely a true story and I stood up and said, would you like my seat? And she went me, mate. She absolutely went me and said, well, you, do you not think I'm capable of standing and blah, blah, blah. And I went, oh, oh no, I just thought you, you might like to... And I was very taken aback because I was taught mm-hmm. by my parents... You know, that you stand and offer your seat to people, yeah. you know, if there's no seats to be had. And yeah. so I, w- I was I, I, flabbergasted, I think would be the word. And so yeah. I sat down and felt very ashamed. And I look back on that and go, that was a bit harsh, I think. Yeah. I mean, I was raised the same, but I wouldn't offer it to just any woman. Right. Okay. You know, she'd have to be pregnant. Right. Or hot. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't remember if this one particular woman was pregnant or hot. It was just my my natural instinct as a young fella yeah. to, and she was quite significantly older than me. She would have been in her. Oh, she was old also. Yeah, mid, well, no, she wasn't really old. She was mid thirties, maybe right. getting on to forty. How old were you? I was about seventeen, maybe. Yeah. No. Well, I think, yeah, and I, I was think, just respecting my elders well, as far right. as I was concerned. I think you're totally in the right. Yeah. Thanks. And mate. I think that she sounds like maybe she was just having a bad day. Yeah. Well, quite possibly. You know. Um, and here we are. What. You were 17, 53 years later, Yeah, still telling that story. And, um, you know, I hope it's something that she remembers with shame. Yeah, well, you know, it says everything about Because the, she could have said, no, thank you. Yes, that's right. Just no, as good. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah. And it shows that the impact that she had on me mm. is that, you know, that, 53 years later, it's still burned into my memory. Exactly. You know, even even actually talking about it now, bringing it up, makes yeah, me I quite emotional. See. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it makes you a little bit gun shy then. You well, know, it does. You're, next time you're in a situation like that, then you'd be like, well, you know, she's kind of ruined it, really. Yes. For all womankind. Well, it's funny you should say that because, like, five years later, there was this really old woman. Mm. She was 85. She was clearly struggling for breath. She was had all sorts of um, shopping with her. She'd been in the rain. She was in a lot of distress. And I went, no, get fucked. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Excuse me, young man. Would you like, fuck no, off. No fucking way. Yeah. Not falling for that again. No way, lady. No way. Hey, but listen, Jordan, big ups to you, my friend. Mm. Big ups to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done. And um, he's, my, he's my fan of the month. Oh, what, so does he, what does he get for that? Look, I'm sure we can find, we can find something. We'll just go through our drawers, Mike, and see what we can find. Yeah. And maybe if um, you know Captain Nancy gets back to us, we could maybe oh. give him a bit of. The, I'll tell you what, he can have ten percent of can, our thirty percent. Yeah, yeah. What ten percent? Oh, maybe a percent. Okay, a percent. I think that's fair enough. But good on you, mate. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But right now, it's uh, time for a bit of... I think she's cheating on me. It's relationship advice with Jace and Mike. Hi, team. Long-time fan, short-time listener, and love the show. After being married now for 15 years, my wife does not seem to know how to stack the dishwasher. I cannot understand how with my wife, how my wife can be so organized in life, especially if you have kids, yet the dishwasher just seems too hard. She complains that the dishwasher is shit, when in fact it's just the shit way she throws things in it. I then pluck up the courage and restack it, and every time I'm met with a tirade of insults, it seems I cannot win. Is there a way I can get her to change her ways, or am I expected to be verbally abused for the rest of my life? Cheers, guys. Time to go have a dart and ponder my thoughts of the day. Davo over the email. <laughs> I mean, there's so many layers to this. Oh, isn't isn't I mean, this, boy, is, this, oh is, this is great relationship chat. Mm. Um, and this is something that, yeah, I mean, today I had a conversation with my wife about, right, about okay. the dishwasher and, yeah, what, and sure. what does and does not go in the dishwasher. Because I've got, you know, I love a dishwasher and having a young kid, you're constantly doing dishes. And so we actually just got a dishwasher put in. Um, but there's some things that I think go in there and some things don't. Sure. Um, and I think you don't put a Teflon fl- frying pan into a dishwasher. I'd agree with that. Because mm. all it takes is a wipe, a rinse and a wipe, and it's clean. Mm. You put it in the dishwasher, you're breaking down the Teflon, you're going to have to buy a new one. So, And it takes up so much room as well. Isn't isn't Teflon like massively poisonous? Poisonous? Yeah. Because you told me to watch that movie. What was it called? Dark, Dark Waters. Waters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's not good for you. Um, bloody great movie. But it's handy, isn't it? God, Teflon. I mean, it oh, gives yeah. you cancer. You're going to die young. Yeah. You have Alzheimer's. Well, fucked, you save but- on oil, though, don't you, oh, Mike? Because you, do. you don't need the oil, the natural oils of the meat. That's right. But anyway, I, I, I take your point. And then also sort of um, stainless steel bolts, pots. I just sort of think hand wash some of those things. Okay. You know, don't be so lazy. But she'll just, mm. I open it up and it's just, you know, it's rammed with all those sorts of things where it could have taken, you know, five five minutes just to, just to use it the sink and do it by hand. Yeah. So that was a comment. And she said, look, don't you talk to me about what I put in there. We've had a tough time with the kids. She's been sick, got no sleep. Yeah. This is how it is. So, you know, I know exactly what Davo's talking about here, mate. You're immediately, you're verbally abused. Yes. And, uh, you know, the fact that you're saying, is there a way I can get her to change her ways? I mean, you've been married for 15 years, mate. You know damn well there's no way you're going to get her to change her ways. No. Uh, the only person that changes their ways in a relationship is the man. Right. Would you agree with that? Mm. I'll let you. Um, oh, no, I'll let you own that one. Okay. Um, but look, I I can relate too. Mm. My, you got a dishwasher? Yeah, I do. Oh, nice. um, in actual fact, we've just be, uh, been given a, a new, well, it's not a new dishwasher. It's my wife's father's old dishwasher, oh. which was a little bit more upmarket than the aren't dishwasher you a bit, we had. Aren't you a bit old to be getting shit off? Because well, you were talking the other week about, you know, he still pays for your meals when you go out, and yeah, now yeah. you're taking dishwashers off him. Does he give you his old fucking t-shirts? Well, otherwise he was just going to chuck it out, mate. You know what I mean? My, my issue that I have with dishwashing is when they overstack. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you know what I mean? Where, yeah, where yeah, you've yeah. got too much shit in there. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, and you've got plates on top of plates. Yeah. And you're going, how's that supposed to be clean? If, if I mean, where's the gush of water going to go if yeah. that one's over that one? Exactly. Um, you know, and, and that's my big issue. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I'm not a fan of the dishwasher. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm old school. Right. I'm, I, I quite enjoy washing dishes myself. Mm. Um, you know, nice sudsy hot water. Yeah, my my kitchen gloves on and getting it nice and clean. I, oh, I you wear the like gloves, that. do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't want to get because 
I don't know, that dishwasher really, uh, liquid really ruins the hand, the skin on the hand. Yeah, right. Uh, really wears it down. Um, great tip, though, in terms of dishwasher. Lee Hart actually told me this uh, many years ago in terms of getting as much in there as you can. With all your mugs and your cups, mm. just smash the handles off them. Oh. You know, so that way you can you can fit Pick so many in. more yeah, things yeah. in there. No, that's good. But, you know, um, generally speaking, and then you've got the, the conundrum, too, of, teaspoons falling underneath and you know and getting jammed and all that uh, sort of stuff and when you've got a full bottom tray yes full of plates full of the little smaller plates that you always seem to have and you've got to pull the drawer out yes get reach around in there fish it out and then of course it falls off its slider so now you're trying to put it back in and oh yeah and they're oh mate yeah yeah that's but, a nightmare yeah there can be some aggression there how and, do you can, can i can i ask you this um, in terms of when your dishes come out of the dishwasher, how satisfied are you with the quality of the clean? Well, I tell you what, if it's me that's stacking it, I'm 100% satisfied. Because, and I'll tell you why. Because you, you have the space. You simply must rinse okay, before yeah. you put it in. Now, people that think that you know little gnomes jump out of the pipe in there and start scrubbing all your dishes, they don't. You've got to get rid of the excess food scraps before it goes in. It's got to look to the eye clean. Yes. Or at least avoid of those scraps, and then it will come out sparkling. But I, this is another argument. You know, the amount of times that, you know, I go in there and start pulling things out, and you've got a knife that's still got, like, marmite on it. Yeah. You're not going to get marmite off in a dishwasher. Mm. You need to get your brush out and scrub that off and then load the dishwasher. Good call, mate, because uh, you've got to pre-rinse. Uh, you know, like my daughter has a habit of, you know, she'll have a Milo and and she'll... Um, Put it out in the sun for three yeah, hours well, to bake it yeah, off. Well, that's yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. or yeah. it'll be just sit, sitting beside her bed or something for, you know, a, a month. Um, and then she'll put that in the dishwasher. Yeah. You know, and it's just absolutely caked on, yeah. baked on. That's not going to get clean. Right? No. You know, and I say to her, you've got to, well, particularly in this situation, you've actually got to boil some water. Yes. And actually soak it for a while because Thank there's you. no, you can't even pre-rinse it. No. Um, so, you know, if you're expecting to just chuck in all your filthy, you know, you've been frying something or whatever you've, you've, You've had a smooth smoothies are terrible. Yeah, they are particularly You've got to immediately the, put them under the water as yes, soon as you're finished. Yes. You know you can't leave it out all day. The kids' porridge in the bowls is another one that just sticks there for all eternity and takes yeah bloody hard. You're just creating more work for yourself, you know for sure. Um, so you know as far as Davo goes he, here, and he's got a wife that refuses to do it. I mean, what's the approach, Jace? I mean. Essentially, what's going to have to happen here is that he's either going to have to suck it up. Yeah. I mean, he's actually got a lose-lose situation here because if he asks her to stack it correctly, she has a go at him. And if he restacks it, she has a go at him. Yeah. So what does he do? Yeah, and the problem for him, of course, is that um, because he's in the right. Mm. Um, well, that's you know, an even worse place to be in well, the right. It, it is. And, and because he's in the right, um, you know, his only recourse really is to accept that they're going to have really unclean dishes at the end of it because she's not stacking it correctly. <laughs> Well, you know, but I would just say to, you know, maybe the division of duties. Yeah. Hey, darling, mm, my already, love. Already, already. I, I, oh, you my, see? I, I, like, I've put myself into the position of his wife, and already I hate your guts. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? What yeah, are you going to yeah. say to me? Yeah, why uh, are you talking down to me like that? Um, are you condescending to me? Oh, I was yeah, just going to no, say. Go ahead, babe. You go know, ahead. In terms of. In terms of yeah. Just um, about the dishwasher, is it? No, no. I was going to say, let me get that for you. Oh. Why? Well, you don't think I can empty a dishwasher? Well, no, I certainly do. You're more than capable. I just thought I'd, you just relax and carry on watching Sister Wives. Yeah, I love that show. Do, oh, do you like that yeah, one too, do you? These, it's got all these women's points of view in it. God. Yeah, good, eh? My wife loves that show. Oh, is that actually a show? Yeah, Sister <laughs> Wives. Yeah. I thought, you were, I thought you were being as sexist as you possibly could no, be for that. No, no, not at all. Oh, she, uh, it's about a, what are they called? Uh, the Husband with Five Wives? Oh, a, a polygamist. Polygamist, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Have you not seen Sister Wives? No, there's Shit, one called the, out, there mate. was one called The Big Something or Other, which had Jeff Daniels in it or something. He was a polygamist too. Um, I'll get on to that. Sister's Wives, eh? Sister Wives. Sister Wives. Yeah. Oh, so it's five sisters who are all this guy's wives. 
Well, no, they're, be... they're not related at all, oh, but there's, they, they consider except by them... Marriage. Except by marriage. Well, no, but, but yeah, it's very complicated, Mike, well, it sounds as complex. you can imagine. Uh, that they consider themselves sisters. Right. Even though they're all wives. his wife. Yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah. Sounds good. Uh, but it is, it, is, it is difficult, isn't it? Because, you know, you, you're wanting it to be done properly. Yeah. And she's basically, he's, he's saying that she doesn't do it properly. And yeah. so they're not going to be washed properly. What do you do? Um, well, you think without, it would be without ending up in divorce. In a normal, you know, in a in a relationship, you should be able to have this conversation yeah. quite earnestly and simply, yeah. and you should be able to solve it fairly easily. And you know, I would be able to solve this in my relationship quite easily, as I'm sure you would be able to. You know, sure. we're both married, great women, but you know, maybe Davo hasn't. Oh, what you're saying, yeah, yeah. Because there are a lot of duds out there, both male and female, and it's possible, Davo, that you've just got yourself a dud. You know better than us. Sure. Because you've been married for 15 years, um, but I guess you've got kids now, so you're in it. Um, But I think that probably the way that I would play it is, um, I guess some people would call it passive-aggressive, but you what I hate is when I go to the cupboard and we've made a meal and I go in there and I get out a plate to put the dinner on, and it's got all the hard food on there. Yeah. So not only has it not been cleaned properly, but it's been put away dirty. Yes. And then it comes out and it's got filth on it. I don't like that. No. And I don't imagine Davo's wife would like that either. No. So I would just leave it. Because what probably what's happening is Davo's unpacking the dishwasher, seeing that they're dirty, and cleaning them and putting them away. So from his wife's point of view, she's thinking, well, when I go to use them, they're clean. Well, what about if they weren't clean? Right. What about if they were dirty? So I just start I putting them you. away filthy. Yeah. And she can start going, why are all these dishes filthy? Yeah. Well, because you're a pig. So so you're basically, you know, making her deal with her own... Filth. Filth, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's quite nice. You know? Um, because there's no point going... And this is the same with kids. There's no point going around cleaning up after them and solving all their problems. They're never going to learn. No. You know, so she needs to understand that as a result of packing the dishwasher poorly, you then have filthy dishes to eat off. And how embarrassing! Actually, I'll tell you what: have a dinner party, get over her boss and her boss's wife and all these people that really matter to her, and just come out and put filthy dishes on the table. Yeah, um, you know, plates smeared with rock hard marmite. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. Nice. Or you know, um, you know, would you like a cup of tea? Here's one that's filled with, you know. Old mould and Milo residue. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, you know, wine glasses covered in you know suntan lotion and lipstick and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no. Would you I like a glass of wine? No, not really. I think that's great advice, Mike. You know what you want to do is you want to embarrass your wife in front of the people that really matter to her. Yes. You know? And that and that way she'll be forced to acknowledge what's going on and change your ways. That's right. And she'll say, and this is what you're after, Davo. You were right. Yes. Those are the coveted words. Like, people think, you know, they talk about the three little words, you know, in your relationship, and they say, it's I love you. But it's not. Mm. It's you were right. Yeah. It's very easy to say I love you. Well, I've been married 24, getting on 25 years, Mike. Still yet to hear those words. Yeah. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and that's not to say that I don't long for them every day. Mm-hmm. I've just never heard them. Mm. I love you all the time. Yeah. Um, you I love were, you. I love you means nothing. Yeah. You were right. Mm. Not a once. No. 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 Not a once. No. no. Uh, you see, and I and I'm I'm a big enough man, um, and I've learnt this through experience, to say you were right. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I, I say it even when you were wrong. Yes. Exactly. In fact, most of the time I say you were right. You, you were think wrong. she was wrong? Well, mm. you know, I, I, I like to try and set an example in that sense. Sure. Hey, I was wrong. You were right. Yeah. And then I wait for the the reciprocal. Oh well, no. Look, I think you were right too, but no. No, 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 no. It's just yes. Well, I know that's what I was telling you. Yeah, exactly. I know you don't have to tell me. You see, I, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind so much saying you were right if she went. Hey, thank you for that. I really, I really appreciate you acknowledging that. Yes. But instead, she says, "I know." Yeah. And you know, and that's that's it. Yeah. You it's know, like, and it's, it's like, like well, it doesn't even matter to it. Could you could you at least maybe 
acknowledged, hey, I appreciate you saying that you're right. It's actually... Given that you've never said it to you, me in you know, 24 what you, years. You know, surely you acknowledge that it's difficult to say you were right, given the fact that you have never said you were right. You were right, yes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But no. But um, no, I think basically what you're saying is that you need her to be embarrassed by her own filth, and thus... Uh, she might come to her own conclusion because ultimately this is how it has to happen. She has to come to that conclusion. That's right. You have to guide her to that conclusion if yes. you can. But she ultimately has to make that choice. That's right. You, know, you just need to shut, you know, a lot of change comes from shame. Absolutely. Doesn't it? So, And this feels like a shameable sort of offence within the relationship. So give that a go, Davo. Um, I reckon you're going to get great results. Absolutely, mate. Now, I believe we've got another bit of relationship chat. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, we do, mate. It's um, it's a goodie. Afternoon, Jason Mike. I've been in a relationship since early January, and four odd weeks later, the MISO has found out she will be moving to Auckland for a new job. She wants to run it long distance, but is it too much of a nuisance? Should I consider moving with her to Auckland? Or write it out, and if she moves, enjoy that it happened at all. We'll update you guys uh, down the road, but cheers, fellas, in the meantime. And that's anonymous over the Instagram. He didn't want that person, you know, that missus to know because I think she listens as well. So. Right, okay. So she, they've been in a relationship for a month, yeah. about four weeks, and she's buggering off to Auckland. Yeah. And he's asking the question, should I go with her? Or should I go long, or should we try long distance? Long have, distance. Have you done a long distance relationship before, Jace? No. No. Yourself? Um, I think I tried, no. Nah. No. I can't be asked with that. No, well, I mean, what's the point? Yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing is sometimes if you're in a long-distance relationship and you're in the wrong, you don't have to say you were right. You know, what you can do is you can say, um, you know, oh, this long-distance relationship, this is never going to work. And she goes, oh, we should try it. And then when it doesn't work, you can hope that she goes. You were right. "Mm." Yeah, yeah. This is a good opportunity to see if you can, even if you're not into the into the idea at all. See if you can get a you were right out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a, just as a yeah, sort of an experiment. Anonymous, um, well, it depends what anonymous does. Mm. I mean, I mean, one one can presume, can one not, that it, he's in employment yeah. uh, in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, does he like his job? Is it shithouse? Yeah. Um, how much does he like the school? All of these things need to be factored into mm. whether or not he wants to make the commitment well, the fact to move that he's, And how fact, into him is she? Yeah. Well, the fact that he's considering it, yeah, means that he's really into it, but also he's in the first four weeks of a relationship. Yeah, the, and everybody's great in the, the first pink four cloud, weeks. Mate. Yeah, that's right. Everyone's uh, great in the first four weeks. Um, that's easy. You shag like crazy in those first four weeks, don't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of rooting going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, three times a week. I mean, oh yeah, those are the days. Woo! Holy helmet. Yeah. Hey. Exactly. Those days are over. Well over. Um. So. I get the feeling he's young. He feels mid twenties ish. Yeah, because I agree with that. you know, if this was you know sort of me in my even thirties or mid thirties, as soon as it came up, I was like, oh, see you later. Yeah, um, unless it is somebody really good. Because my my wife, when we met, she was heading to the UK. Right, she paid for all her visas and she was leaving in about a month. And uh, she was going to go over and work in the UK, and she just kept on putting it off, putting it off, putting it off. Never went. Mm. I know because you were telling me about that how she's been saying to you over the last five years how you ruined her dreams yeah um, and you've had to deal with that side of yeah. that you know that she had a huge career over there and that yeah. she had massive prospects she'd be earning triple figures right yeah. now and she, you know, she had great contacts over there as well. she would contacts. have met some really good like yeah. whenever I'd introduce her to people and this is honestly mm. people would do a double take and or laugh and then see that I was serious and then like what why is she with you? Yeah. And you know, I didn't really have an answer for that. Yes. But it was because I'd lied to her. You know, I sort of made myself out to be better than what I was. Sure, sure. Um and then of course, you know, I trapped her with a kid. Yeah, yeah. You know. Because yeah. I said I was, you know, sterile. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't. Oh, you weren't? No. Nah, okay. that, that was a little trick I played. Yes. Um and so next thing you know, you know, because she's a good woman. You know, she's got a kid. She's going to try and make it work. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, I mean, it's I guess it's it's sad for her that she's missed out on all her dreams. Yeah, but mine mine have improved because I never thought I'd be with someone as great as my wife. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so that sort of evens out in the end. I think. Sure. You know, for her, terrible. For me, God, beyond my wildest, beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah. So I guess in the end, in a marriage, it all balances out. Oh well, look, you know, I, I'm in a very similar situation. I mean, um, my wife had reached that point in her life where she just felt like you know she just had to settle with with me sure um i i don't think that there was any real appeal there for her no. i mean she was beautiful and she yeah. is beautiful and and i uh, i was like yeah i mean I, I couldn't see what she saw in me mm. um no everyone but, said that but yeah yeah well that's right same thing. yeah i mean i used to get the same reaction this is my my, my partner and they'd go really yeah yes um and hurts doesn't it well you know i was stoked though mate you know, I was stoked. Uh, and, and similarly, actually... She's, she's, too, she's too good for you. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally yeah. she is, mate. Yeah. Well, don't say that in front of her. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. Yeah. Um, and she was actually in a very similar situation. She was going overseas too. That was her right. plan. Um, and Knocked her up? Yeah. She got pregnant. To um, you as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and funnily enough, I said I was sterile. So, you know, it was, it was a good play by me. You know, bloody great play by me. Yeah. Uh, we're still together 24 years later. That's right. Um, and she's so, miserable too. I yeah. mean, your wife and my wife have really bonded over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, they're birds of a feather when it comes to that. Both trapped in miserable relationships by men that they never loved. Yeah, manipulative bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, who talk about the relationships on a super successful podcast. Yeah, yeah. You know? That they don't earn any money for. No. But gets them out of the house and away from doing it <laughs> and away from stacking the dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, look, mate. I mean, another thing that's bit, that I've sort of edited out of this, but I'll put it back in there is that you know they live in Christchurch. Okay, okay. So I would just say, you know, depending on what your work uh, is and what your prospects are down there, just get out of Christchurch, mate. Have a crack at have a crack at Auckland. If you don't like it, you can always move back. And I tell you what, yeah, you know, she might have some really hot workmates. You never know. So it might not work out with her, but there might be somebody else in the building that you're keen on. Or flip side of that is she's probably going to meet someone better than you at her work as well. So you should plan for that. Like yeah. She's not She's not going to stay with you. And can I just make the point too, you know, Auckland gets a lot of shit thrown its way, mate. Auckland's mm. a great city. It is a great city. It's a yep. really, really good city. Great opportunities in yep. Auckland, great um, climate, mm-hmm. um, great locations all yep. around the place, great beaches, totally. all that stuff, mate. So I'm with Mike. What I would do is I'd just say, yep, good oak. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move and, yeah. and just go with it, mate. Because yeah. as you say, I think he's obviously still quite youngish. Yeah. What do you got to lose? Exactly. Um, apart from your dignity and your job. That's right. And your relationship. And your relationship. I reckon go for it. Absolutely, 100%. And long, don't bother with the long-distance stuff. It doesn't work. Um, you know, I, you know, there's something about the vibe of your email. You sound like a real clingy prick. Yeah. So it's not going to last. But it'll give you an opportunity to work through a relationship where you get to iron out some of that clinginess, which it feels like you, you've got going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. just use this as, a, as a, a test run for a relationship down the road that's actually going to be successful. Good call, mate. Right now, though, it's time for Sports Chat with Jason Mike. He's been doing it all day, Rev. It's over. Run, 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 kick. Sports Chat with Jason Mike. Hello, guys. I'm a 24-year-old male, and I'm spending summer with my girlfriend's family for the first time this year. We just played backyard cricket together for the first time, and throughout the match, I was constantly attacked for the way I played. Mm. After a few overs of bowling a decent length, they wouldn't let me bowl again, as I was too fast and too mean. They also called me a poor sport after I scored 26 off an over of pies, (laughs) bowled by my girlfriend's 11-year-old brother. It was very painful, because when I was playing growing up, in India, we never played this in inverted commas friendly way. I'm wondering if I should change to make them happy or stay true to my natural game. Cheers, fellas, Gavin. Great, great question, mate. Gavin from Mumbai. Mumbai. It's a real Indian name, isn't it, Gavin? That is a great question. And there's a, again, you know, they've always got a few layers at play, don't they? Indeed. You know, first of all, you know, sort of the question is how competitive should I be? 
in a game of backyard cricket that has no consequence really who's winning or losing it really is about participation and and the family bonding and enjoying each other's company it's christmas time let's get out there and have some fun if you've got somebody screaming in um, bouncing a child then it sort of takes a bit of the joy out of it also you're not even established in this family this is your first time spending christmas with your girlfriend's family and so they're getting to meet you on a meet you and enjoy your company on a level I'm assuming you you haven't previously enjoyed. There'll be new depths Mm. being plumbed in conversations and they're getting to see another layer of your personality. Well, that's right. And and there's the whole first impression thing too. If This is a very new relationship. This period of time is crucial in terms of how the mum and dad and the rest of the family view you. Because I'll tell you this for free, mate. The the mum and dad don't like you. You're, You're in a you're in hell mm. uh, right there and then. There's a lot of chat that I mean, goes I, on. Can, can I just say, because my, my wife's parents don't like me at all. Your wife doesn't like you. My wife doesn't like me, but my wife's parents don't like me. and They, they were of the attitude, you're way too good for this loser. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I've been constantly fighting that battle. Yeah, you know, and then they well, get. All, do you fight it though? Well, then they get all shitty with me because when they take us out to a meal, I get them to pay for it. You know what I'm, I'm yeah. like? And you're like, oh, I can't win here. And you're saying that you're around the, uh, you know, the in-laws' place, and you're like, geez, about time you got a new dishwasher, isn't it, Gav? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. You know? And then, oh, yeah. what are you doing with that old dishwasher? Listen, I'll take I, off your hands. listen, Gav, I can, I can, I can relate. Mm. Cricket's a serious business. Well. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you're obviously a naturally uh, competitive sort of dude and you like to win. And sounds gifted. Sounds like you're bowling beautifully, mate. And if someone's buying bowling your pies, take them over the boundary, I say, into the surf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe there is a flip side to that where they go, boy, this kid's a go-getter. Sure. Boy, this kid's determined. Yeah. He's a winner. He applies himself. He applies himself. You know what I mean? So there might be the other balance of that. Or they might just think you're a complete asshole. Yeah. Because it reads like you're a fuckwit. Yeah. Let me be very clear. It reads to me like you're a total fuckwit. Mm. Um, And I can can almost visualize it, Mike. You know, the beach, a little kid there with his bat holding it all wrong and him coming in and firing in, you know, 130K at the, the poor little fella, smacking him on the shins and yeah. on the in the ribs. Yeah, in my eyes, I've sort of, in my mind, I've sort of, my mind's eye, I sort of envisage, you know, a kid walking over, it's his turn to bat, he picks up the bat, he's sort of holding it by the bat itself rather than the handle. Yeah, yeah, smiling. You know, you know dad's at mid-on, he's like, no, 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 Billy, hold it by the other, yeah, the yeah, handle, yeah. mate, the handle, and you're yeah. like, he's, st- and, and from your point of view, Gavin, you've seen him, he's standing at the crease as far as you're concerned. You stand at the crease, mate. You're good to go. You're game. And so you've steamed in, and before he knows what's what, he's got one between the eyes. Yes. Um, Dad's running over from mid-off, and, yeah. hey, you're all right, boy. You're all right. Yeah, Give it a rub. Yeah, that's right. Give yeah, it a yeah, rub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing, you dickhead? Hey. Yeah. Hey. If, he's not, if, he doesn't want, if he doesn't want to face the fast stuff, he shouldn't have stepped on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And there's some, there's some truth in that. Yeah, there is. Um, uh, and, that, and that's what I mean. It's a two-edged sword, isn't it? Mm. Um, and, and then the fact that, you know, he's – He's probably um, dismissed this kid with the next ball, so he didn't really get to have a bat. No. And then this kid is bowled to him, and he smacked 24 off his over, yeah. thus destroying any confidence he might have in never playing cricket again, yeah, no making interest. it a horrendous experience for the poor young fella. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I can see how they might think you're an asshole. Yeah. I mean, I can't see how they'd see you any other way. Than an asshole. Than an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and how does your girlfriend feel about you when Just you're about behaving like that? that? Yeah. Um, was, were you finding that she was sort of shut off from your charms for the remainder of the holiday? I would have thought so. Yeah. Um, unless she didn't like, if she doesn't like her little brother. Yeah. You know, she could have been going... Fucking put one in short, you know. Give oh, them a chin music, chin music. Can I just say, though, as a general rule, older sisters love their little brothers. They're yeah. very protect. You know, they're very protective of their little brothers. Sure. So it probably. I mean, I'm guessing and visualizing and thinking here that Gavin, you know, she was um, mortified mm. by what you did, horrified probably, and was thinking to herself, "How the hell did I end up with this asshole?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And also that, you know, you say here that you were, throughout the match, you were constantly attacked for the way you played. Yes. Which means if you're constantly being attacked, at no time did you think, oh, time and place for yeah, this maybe. Maybe I'll back off a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just went hard. And, you know, you know, I do admire it, um, that you do want to win and win at all costs. Mm. 
Um, but obviously when you're doing that in this situation, there's going to be a sacrifice. Um, should you change to make them happy or stay true to your natural game? Well, it depends whether you want to be in the relationship or not. Yeah. So the question is not, you know, do I change? It's do you love your girlfriend? Yes. And it sounds like you don't. Well, and the choice is do I want to be a great cricketer or single? Exactly. Now, the thing about it is if you're a great cricketer, the chicks are going to come, man. Well, especially if you, you know, you're, in a, you're on the 2020 circuit. Yeah, mate. Mate, that's good money. Oh, the money pours you go to the IPL, be hanging off you. You go to the IPL, you know, you're earning 620 US for, you know, six weeks' work. Yeah. Sweet as, mate. Yeah, that's You'll right. I mean, no I bet, worries. You know, I bet this, you know, this girlfriend here, she's going to be so far in there, your old rear view mirror, mate, you won't even remember her name. No, exactly. You know, And so, she'll be looking at you probably going, God, what the hell was I thinking? Exactly And he right. showed me how good he was too when we were playing with my family. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, And that's the other thing. You know, she shouldn't be trying to change you, mate. Who does she think she is trying to change you? Trying to tame you, Gavin? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're a wild man. Yeah, he's um, a tear away far, a quickie, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. I mean, taking 26 off and over. I mean, when I play backyard cricket, I don't even think I keep score. You know, right. I'm, just, yeah, I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just playing for time. Yeah, see, see, this is the other thing. I can see him keeping score. Yeah. yeah you know, right. and well, after sex, sex, yeah. sex, sex, you know, I can see him doing that. Yeah, a bit of the old sex, go and get it. And then, you know, at the end of the whole game, at the end of the match, he's like, do you guys realise I bowled four overs and got five for two? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're brilliant figures. Yeah, beat it, Billy. I just took 26 off you there. Go and have a think about it on the boundary, you dickhead. You loser. Exactly. And to be fair, Billy is a loser. Yeah, well, he is. But, it, you know, to be fair to Billy, by all accounts, it sounds like he's only 10 or 11. He's never he's played 11. the game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Oh, it's a toughie. Well, I mean, I think we've given the answer there. I mean, yep. it sounds like you're a great cricketer. Um, if she's not going to be supportive um, of your chosen career, um, then you need to ditch her, man. Yeah. Um, she is an anchor. She is a weight um, on you and your dreams. So if she's putting family in front of your need to compete, then do you really want to be with somebody like that? I don't think so. No. Well, great stuff, Gavin. Um, all the best, mate. And um, Who knows, mate? We may see Gavin uh, you know, playing for the Black Caps one day, and won't we feel good about that? Is this Gavin Larson? It, well, it could be. Mm. Mate, nah, he was a dibbly dobbler. No, oh, he was. He was just a little yeah. medium pacer. Yeah. Hey, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. I'll tell you what, I've very much enjoyed it. Make sure you rate us. Give us a star rating. Uh, get those comments flowing through. And if you do want any advice from Mike and I, please feel free to email us or message us on Instagram. Yeah, go on the Insta and it's uh, All Talk with Jason Mike. Um, and also you can email us on alltalkwithjasonmike at gmail.com. Great uh, stuff. Or if you see Jason in the street, just ask him. Yeah, just ask him. Don't talk to me. Yeah, no, don't talk to Mike. God's sake, don't do no, that. No, no, no. Hey, you have a great day out there. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the podcast. And we'll be back same time, same place next week. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 